This is episode 92 for Tuesday, March 28th, 2017. Brought to you today from Irving, Texas. This week, we're at the Blue Bonnet Homebrew Festival. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Chris, and together with Travis, Sawyer, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. All right, well, we're here with our first interview of the night. We are here uh, with Oak Highlands Brewing with Harper and Darren. Uh, good to meet you guys. I do have a question to start off with. You approached me when I came to your table. How did you hear about our podcast? Uh, so I'm on the Twitters, uh, and I do see you guys on the Twitters a whole lot. Uh, I've recognized that you guys have uh, interviewed uh, several other breweries that I love. Um, Petacolis might be one. Yeah, okay, so that's really awkward. So I'm done. I'm done talking. I'm done talking. But I've recognized that you guys have interviewed uh, other uh, great local breweries. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate you guys like going out there and uh, just being a part of the community, spreading the love. Like, we're totally about that. Yeah, we love good beer. So uh, Travis is our resident twat. So He, he might be referring to the, uh, the beer blog that I had back in 2011 where Michael Petacolas <laughs> invited me to his house and uh, he... Yeah, yeah but he had me feature his beer. So, yeah, you I mean, yes, that, that, that's me. So, okay, so, yeah, we're, we're fine. We're fine. Vindicated. I, I am selfish. I am wrong. I am right. I swear I'm right. I swear I knew it all along. Spider-Man theme song. All right, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Oak Highlands Brewing? Uh, so, Oak Highlands, we're in northeast Dallas, uh, Miller and 635. It's Lake Highlands area of Dallas. We've been open for a year and a half. Um, our styles are uh, German-centric, but we also have some Belgian beers, also have an IPA, but also do a lot of barrel-aging beers and have a boatload of seasonals. So, yeah, not really German-centric, but we have a lot of other beers. So We're, uh, we're very ADD, as it turns out. So <laughs> Well, that's fair. I had we your like Kolsch like so. Kol- earlier, the All Good, fantastic. Uh, I'm drinking the Freaky Deaky right now, also fantastic. Uh, triple, right? Okay, cool. I wanted to make sure I didn't get that wrong. Sawyer, what are you drinking? Uh, well, th- first of all, that's a 10% triple. I'm drinking the Kolsch, and it's fantastic. If you're gonna go triple, so you're gonna so go I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the Freaky Deaky. So Freaky Deaky is our number one seller, which is crazy that it, a beer that is 10% is your number one seller. But it is a uh, obviously a big beer. It's very unassuming with the color. It's very light straw color. But it's 48, uh, 46 IBUs. Uh, we use American hops with it uh, to do, basically kind of mask that fusel or that alcohol that you're going to get out of that beer. 
or uh, what you typically get out of a 10 percent beer um it's amazing beer um we love it it's a it, multiple award winner so it's a great beer the uh the recipe behind it like what i love about this beer is the recipe is stupid simple yep. so it's like a malt a couple hops but all of that flavor that you're getting is like from the hops uh and then from the yeast like the yeast is the absolute standout of this beer and what i what i really like can i swear on this okay so what i really love about this beer is that uh like a lot of the beers that you're going to try you don't realize like how much the yeast stands out this beer shows like how much yeast and alcohol can contribute to the overall flavor because yeast of course like we throw esters and things like that that's a flavor but alcohol is also a flavor and so you get so much flavor from the yeast and the alcohol from this beer and the hops for sure but like the malt yeah not a whole lot yeah you know our, our podcast is very bjcp centered and you know for a belgian beer very belgian very yeast centric like you were talking about it's it's great it tastes fantastic all right i have a question how did you come up with a name for this beer you wouldn't know yeah so uh it's from uh austin powers gold member <laughs> yeah gold yeah it does. So, yeah, so you remember you got Austin Powers and, and uh, Gold Member, like he says, uh, or no, it's Austin Powers says, I don't speak freaky deaky Dutch yeah. at some point in time in the movie. And that is exactly where it came from. Um, we just, our names of our beers are, the original names of our beers, our first five or six beers that we have, the, the years, beers we started with, are all... I mean, they're eight years old because Brad and I, my partner and I, started making beers a long time ago. It's Naming beers now is one of the hardest things you've ever had to do. I mean, it literally is impossible because it's taken. Um, so the the beers that we started with, uh, Golden Mustache has got a great name of why we named it that. Um, Derelict has a great story of why we named it that. From Zoolander. No, Zoolander. it's not from <laughs> Zoolander. It's not Derelict. It's derelict. <laughs> it's in a blue can. Yeah. Close enough, but it's not. Blue steel. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Don't do it. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, everyone, any any other brewery could tell you, any brewer would tell you, naming beers is literally the hardest thing you do in the brewery. It is impossible. Unless you name it like 10 different words, because it's not non-existent, but... Or derelict, derelict not being existent, and golden mustache and freaky deaky. It was, right. it was. We were lucky that we got those names early on. All right. So, quick plug: Where are you located? Where are your tap room hours? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we're at Miller and 635, which is basically northeast Dallas. Uh, tap room hours are Thursdays and Fridays, four to eight. Saturdays, noon to six. Uh, we generally have a food truck every single Saturday. Um, um, it's you know. Don't necessarily do a true tour, but you can ask anyone, any one of us when you're there. If you want to do a tour, just like ask us about the equipment or anything, anything we're there. But you know, we have a, uh, a massive space. It's 3,000 square foot AC space, and the back of the space is also another 6,000 square feet. So we have, it's gigantic. So come on out. Cool, fantastic. Thanks for your time. Oh, Travis got something. Before we let you go, uh, anyone who follows Oak Highlands knows about your resident brewery dog. So yeah. tell us about your brewery dog and what is her name? So that's, uh, so that's Olive. 
Uh, Olive is a sweetheart. Uh, Olive is uh, partial to the men of the brewery, uh, but Olive is not partial to me. Uh, so I do not like Olive. Uh, Olive and I have some beef. Come on, come on, come on. So Olive is an English sheepdog, and and um, and she is. I hate Olive. She is a She's sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. So our marketing manager, it's it's uh, Olive is you know Olive's with our marketing manager, and she's there. Uh, she has a marketing uh, girl, Erica, and uh, she uh, Olive's amazing. And so, but Olive is very partial to Erica because right. when Erica walks away, Olive's always looking for her. So she's right. a, she's a sweetie, and and she is always there and is just an amazing dog so very, she, uh, yeah very sweet gentle spirit but does not like uh the action i'm throwing down so um <laughs> f olive f olive that's fine i guess Come you on, could say Harper. she likes all of the other people that's oh. right and Bam. we'll be right back here we go Bam. and we're right back all right well thank you guys appreciate talking to you tell me a little bit about yourself yeah, my name's uh, Tony Allred. I'm with the Cap and Hair. I've been uh, home brewing for about five years. I, uh, I started off brewing with the home club, uh, learning how to brew. I spent about three years brewing with the um, with the club and with club members, learning the craft and uh, learning how to make sugar water. <laughs> and uh, That's what we do. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. I had one of the club members come over. He had a Mr. Beer fermenter. And he yeah. said, it's not a Mr. Beer. This is my own stuff. Today, you're going to learn how to brew on your own. And I was hooked from then on. Uh, I, I learned, uh, um, uh, learned how to brew uh, with just extract. And then I learned partial extract. And then I learned brewing a bag. And then I, every time I brewed, I added some more equipment and it just became an addiction. And I learned how to brew all grain all on my own, just like the people I learned from for three or four years. Yeah. So what's your favorite style to brew? So right now I'm really in the malty, richy, yeah. uh, malt, rich malt versions of beers. So I, I uh, started off getting interested in the Oktoberfest and I uh, have evolved into the Doppelbox, the Icebox um, and I've learned to understand the characteristics of some of the top brands of Celebrator, um, some of the Oktoberfest from locals like Raw Brewery. Uh, Fritz is a friend of mine. I really like the guy. He makes great beers. He makes a great Oktoberfest style Mearsons. I like the malty beers, although I, I'm trying to expand my horizons. I'm trying to go into the sours and learn what the sour beers are all about and how to craft those style of beers. There's, there's several different ways to craft a sour style beer, and I'm really trying to learn that myself. So being someone who brews a lot of lagers, Martsons, if there's someone who is interested in getting into lagers, what's your uh, what are your tips for those people? So you really got to understand the fermentation profiles because it, 
it, in the end, we're all just making sugar water, right? right? It's the way we fer ferment the uh, yeast that really makes a difference. Um, having a chest freezer with a, I mean, this is a starter style, right? Is um, get, get a chest freezer, get a regulator for your temperature, and really learn how to uh, regulate your loggers and understand what uh, a diacetyl rest is all about because you can really go wrong with the diacetyl rest yeah. if you don't understand it, right? Absolutely. And so that's not really a style for a starter person. I would say stick with L's for starters. Just do like I did. Start with uh, just uh, basic styles, a basic ale. Start with uh, something that's all, all uh, malt extracts and gradually build yourself up as you feel more confident into getting into uh, brews, uh, as to getting into grains and more grains and all grains. And then you can bring yourself into lagers. It's not, it's not something you learn overnight. The best thing to do is to get in with a club, a good club who's solid and has people who want to teach you how to learn and get involved with what they're doing. Yeah, it's absolutely, really absolutely. I think you know, getting involved with the club, talking to people who like drinking beer, can you know give you good comments on your beer, are the you know the best resource for improving your brewing. Absolutely. Um, when I first got involved with judging, you don't have to be uh, some superior judge to learn how to judge. You just have to be involved with wanting to learn how to judge. These guys aren't stupid. They'll hook you up with people who know how to judge. They'll hook you up with people who want to teach you how to judge. And um, learning how to understand your own tongue, your own flavor, and uh, what complements you, and the flavors that you can distinguish above all others. That's really important because there are some flavors that I know after years of judging that I can distinguish above other judges. Uh, there are some flavors that I'm not very sensitive to. And so just going out and judging, even if you're not serious, I'm not going to put this down. This isn't going to be for real. I'm just going to go practice judging with other judges. That's really important, just trying to be involved and understanding what that's all about uh, to be a judge. Because um, in, in the long run, you're just trying to improve your palate, right? Like there are some flavors I understand really well, like um, Dacetyl. I really understand those flavors really well and I pick them up clearly, even in commercial beers. But as you learn and you grow, you understand that Dacetyl flavors are uh, really a part of what is a, a particular style and you start to understand those diastole flavors are not part of a particular style and so you you learn how to judge to weed those out but, but one thing I didn't understand was how much importance there was on putting that on all kinds of flavor profiles like the best judges I know like guys like right here around me is Travis. yeah Travis you know, is understanding wines. You know, I didn't understand that 
just to judge beers, you really, really need to expand your profile to mead. You, you need to understand some profiles of wines. I mean, to be a really great judge and be really into it, you really need to expand your profile and be willing to experience all kinds of flavors, not just the malty flavors that I like, but you know, all kinds of flavors like the gozes, all kinds of sours, all kinds of wines, red wines and white wines. You really, it just grows when you really love something that you do. Yeah, it's all relative. I remember the first time that you and I judged together, we had an Adam beer. Now, we've talked about Adam beer on our podcast, and so I'm curious to know. <laughs> so the Adam beer, the Adam beer that you and I judged, have you ever, because I know for a fact that, the, that me and you had never had an Adam beer before we judged it. Because we had to look it up, because we didn't know what it was. And we've talked about it on a podcast since then. Uh, I'm sorry, what's an Adam beer? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We had an we had we had another Adam beer uh, from that Ozaptiz box that we have in in the podcast studio. We have an Ozaptiz box from you know the the, the last contest. Forever ago. Well, it was last year, November or whenever it was. Anyway, have you ever had another Adam beer since we judged that one Adam beer? I have not had another Adam beer, unfortunately, because I would like more opportunities to expand my horizons and learn more differentiated beers. And um, an Adam beer is very subjective in its in its description. It's very specific too. It can be very specific in, in its qualities, and so. It's not a particular beer that comes up very often. It's one of those beers that's very kind of out of the experience type of beers. It's like an out beer that kind of transitions to sour beers. I mean, that, that was what I gathered from it, but that was my only experience. Yeah, it, it was a little different than what we expected it to be, but you know, if you enter a beer as an Adam beer, you're, you're, you're going for a very specific crowd or a very specific kind of, of tasting. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to, to explain Adam Beer and Mikey is dancing. Mikey, I have a question for you. Mikey. I, I, I can sum it up, I think. No, I'm blowing glass. Mikey, have you ever had an Adam Beer? No, I'm blowing glass. Adam Beer. Adam beer. Adam you never beer. had one. No, I've blown glass. You never had one. Have you because you and I are the only ones who've ever had one. Was that you? Mikey, was that you? I smell something rank. Something smells rank. That was Mikey. Even by the description, and even if you follow the BJCP guidelines, and Adam beer is not a particular beer that most Americans would find right. enjoyable. It's, not a, it's uh, a very obscure flavor. Style, yeah. It's a very obscure flavor that most of us wouldn't find. And so you really have to broaden your higher horizons yeah. to judge an Adam beer. To this guy right yeah, well, oh, you do. Sorry, what, what, is, what is your name? What is your name, sir? Nate. Breaking Nate. news. Yes, Nate, sir. who are you with? We're talking about Adam beer. Have you ever had an Adam beer? I haven't, and I don't even want to try one. Do you even know what Adam beer is? No, sir. That's the exact point we were having right now. 
he and I judged a uh, competition together, and we had an Adam beer. I had no idea what an Adam beer was before that judging competition. Okay, well, what, so, what's an Adam I couldn't tell you because I don't remember. Oh, bump, bump, bump. What do you do? What, what, what do I do in what way? Like a Beer. What do you do? I'm a home brewer. I make uh, IPAs and Belgians. Okay. So what's your favorite Belgian style? I, I love all of them. I mean, I mean that's, that's, really, that's really vague. Okay. Belgian single. So an ankle. You like ankles? No. That's a single. Now, is that a brewery? Because... No, ankle. A Belgian ankle. That's a single. That's what they call it. It's an ankle. It's an ankle, a single, a double, and a triple. Ankle, double, triple, and quad. Ankle is the single, so you like ankles. Yeah, all right. Do you like cankles? He has cankles. Well, that depends. <laughs> Travis pretty good ankle, so cankles. But anyway, Here's what's your, your favorite beer you've had tonight? Favorite head night yeah. was the um, intrinsic. It was the intrinsic bourbon barrel box. Uh, okay. Tonight, that was it for me. Fantastic. And not just because they gave me the hat, because they gave you the hat. You got a free hat. I mean, that's some, that's some crap. Okay. I yeah. Free, I didn't get a free hat. Me neither. Well, I'm better looking than you. All right, he's throwing some shade now. He's throwing some shade. Let's scratch that from the record, okay? No, uh, you know, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I got a belly here. I'm kind of fat. Whatever. It is what it is. I like, my, I like my beer. No, but swear to God, that beer was freaking amazing. I did have one of their beers tonight. It was, it was pretty dang good. Bourbon Bach. I did not have that one. Well, let's go have one right now because I guarantee you, you're going to love it. All right, let's do that. We're going to go over to Intrinsic and have a beer. Dude, I kid you not, you are going to love this. All right. We are walking. Still recording. We are walking over to Intrinsic because this, uh, the, the blue bonnet. I've got the guy in the mic. We need a bourbon box. Dead. Oh, dude, you brought me over here for nothing. This is on There's a record. plum That's bracket. how good it was. It's bracket, all gone. Which is kind of strong, but it's got a nice plum flavor to it. All right. Okay. Uh, hey, you know what? This I got an empty glass. Give me give me whatever. That's a testament to the bracket box. How much you want? Tell me when. All right, you said plum bracket? Plum bracket. All right. What's your name, sir? Ed. Ed. Nice to meet you, Ed. I'm Chris. I'm with the Bruce Styles Podcast. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so tell me about this braggot. Um, this plum braggot, it's, it's been aged for about three to four months, and it's a standard braggot, and you put plum in secondary. Okay. Where are you all located? Uh, Garland, Texas. Garland? Oh, okay. Downtown Garland, Texas. Uh, Fantastic. Across the street from uh, the... Uh, Generator uh, Coffee uh, House. Okay. The last time I was in Garland was up, uh, well, I don't know. It might be Garland. I was up at uh, Backcountry. All right. Backcountry's a little bit, uh, that's not quite. Not quite Garland? Garland. Not quite Garland. Okay. Uh, Garland is more dealing with more Lakewood and Intrinsic. Hi. And okay. uh, Oak Highland Brewery. 
Which we talked to earlier. Uh, sorry, yeah. Oak High. Uh, yeah, yeah we talked to them earlier, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, and Trish has been open since last year. Okay. Uh, it, it's a uh, kind of like a uh, microbrewery slash brew prop. It does both brewery and barbecue. Okay. It's been around since... Uh, I love barbecue. Oh, yes. <laughs> the brisket is the second best in tech in DFW. Who's the first? Pecan Lodge. Yeah. If you want to wait in not, line for not, two not and a half hours. Eight. Not Hard Eight? No, not Hard Eight. Oh, I love Hard Eight. Hard <laughs> The Braggot is good. Yeah. The Braggot is good. Yeah. Hard Eight is not quite as long as Pecan Lodge and has not been agreed to be, according okay. to the DFWites, okay. as good as Pecan Lodge. Right. Intrinsic has been. Their brisket is on point. Right. Our, uh, our uh, ribs are on point. Okay. I'll check it out. I have not been there before. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm from Arlington. I'm sorry. I don't make it that far north that often. It, it's, Actually, it's, more, it's ironic it's, that I yeah, say that because east. I grew up in Sherman, which is even more north. Where are you from? Sherman. Yeah, I'm like... Uh, you don't know where Sherman is? I know where Sherman okay. is. Okay. 903 Brewing, they're over there? Uh, yeah. They're, they're, okay. They're, yeah, they're yeah, cross, yeah. They cross yeah. straight. Yeah. Anyway, I went to college in Arlington, so I don't make it to Arlington off, or uh, Garland that often. I'm brewer over in Trinsic. Okay. I'm What's your name? Chris Tidwell. I'm brewer over here. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Tell me about this braggot I'm drinking right now. So the braggot's, uh, it's uh, practically like, it's a half honey, half ale. Uh, we aged it with Italian plums for about two months. Uh, probably about a pound per barrel of plums that we added. So we added a puree. Yeah, yeah. We're we're very happy with the way it came out. And so recently, since we've done the beer, we've been talking to a few meteries about doing collaborations about braggots. So we've talked to Bean Actor in Michigan. They've just released uh, Texas. So they just released distribution down in Texas. So I've talked to Brad up at Bee Nectar about doing a beer. So I think uh, I think we're going to start doing more collaborations with uh, new breweries that are coming into Texas. What else do you have on tap right now? Um, so we have our RBF. It's uh, ESB. And then we have our uh, American Brown Ale which every now and then we'll switch yeast on, but now we've pretty much settled with an American yeast. And then we have our, we had our bourbon barrel Doppelbach on, which sold pretty quick. Right. Yeah, it went. That's the one I came over here for, but it was already gone. So. I, I, I apologize, <laughs> but fine. we're gonna be putting it in cans. So please okay. come by the brewery soon. We're gonna do a big can release where we'll have cans released for that. And then we had our uh, hibiscus wit, which was a uh, wit beer with hibiscus. We do about a pound per barrel of hibiscus flowers, dried hibiscus flowers in that beer. So, so quick little plug. What's your address? Where are you located? What are your tap room hours? All of that stuff. We're at uh, 509 West State Street, downtown Garland, right on the square. So we're open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 till during Tuesday through Friday. We're, or Tuesday through Thursday, we're open 11 till 10. Uh, Friday through Sunday, we're open till 11, 11 to 11. So, great. It's good to talk to you. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you, brother.
And we are staying here with two individuals who certainly enjoy beer and also enjoy video gaming. Uh, yes, so tell me your name. Taylor. With Taylor and? Katie. Katie, yes. Well, I, I, did, I did notice that you had a tattoo that resembled a certain video game. Yes. So that, that's why I came over. But beyond the Zelda experience, why do you enjoy the craft beer and homebrewing scene? I actually don't like beer. <laughs> that's fair. But he brews beer. And I like sour beer and cider. So okay. Here I am. That's fair. He likes beer, though. So. And you're a home brewer. So tell me about, are, are you a member of a homebrew club who is represented here? No. Okay. So how did you hear about this event tonight? Friends. We went last year. Mm, elaborate on that. Friends in the homebrew club. Okay, so that's a little bit of elaboration. Uh, I liked a little more because this is kind of like a, a small event kind of thing where you know you might see naked people, you might not, but there is. He's a part of my homebrew club, which is why I'm glad to be here. But not everyone knows about this, so I, I guess what what are you hoping to get out of tonight? To drink some good beer. Yeah, expand my horizons, figure out styles I don't like. For sure. Have you had some nice things tonight that you'd like to talk about? I don't know, man. That's fair. You heard it here first on the Bruce Styles Podcast. Thank you very much. We'll enjoy it. Shh. Chris is engaged in a drunk argument with James over judging. Green apple and a jerk. You tell me, you tell me, because you got it. It's in your court. One you taste. Mix. I'm gonna tell you. Can I can I answer your question? A cherry tastes like tart. A green apple tastes like a green apple, like Jolly Rancher. <laughs> And we're back. How's it going? <sighs> a little worse for wear today. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is kind of a, a neat episode today. We're actually sitting in the hotel room in the middle of Blue Bonnet. We had uh, one episode where we had the Friday night event was last night, and then we're about to go downstairs and have the, the uh, second half of it. Award ceremony and... And drunk. Then, then the homebrew mm-hmm. tasting thing will be interesting. AKA get hammered <laughs> again. Yeah. Gosh, last night, man. <laughs> yep. <sighs> it's cool that they're separating them out over two nights. So I don't, you know, but that's a lot to deal with trying to do it all in one night. Because in previous years, it's been commercial tasting. Then they open it up, and then you go to homebrew, and it's just it's a long night. Yeah, and I mean, we still drank throughout the night, last night, just as long, or just as much as we would have had we done both, but uh, we were able to focus just on the commercial stuff last night, and then uh, the homebrew side of it tonight would get get a little more, I guess, 
a, a sober look, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> At least the first part of it anyway. Yeah. yeah. I definitely got more drunk this time than I did the first time I ever went to Blue Bonnet. Considering this is my <laughs> second time. Yeah. But I uh, figured we'd go ahead and do an episode while we're here. Uh, we also actually have an episode based on Blue Bonnet. Lots of very strange interviews. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, fun was had. But today we're focused on the Red IPA, which is a specialty category for IPA. And it does have its own uh, BJCP section, which was kind of a new, a new change for the uh, most recent release. Um, and as we're talking about it, we are actually starting with a beer that we featured a few weeks ago for the Rabbit Hole episode. And it is the Rabbit Hole Off With Your Red. Um, so we'll just kind of chat about this as we're also talking about the style guidelines. It's a fantastic beer. <laughs> yeah. A little hazy. Yeah. But uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's uh, red. Kind of orangish, reddish. Yeah, kind of brown. 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 Like a light brown. That's that's kind of the thing about, uh, you know, brown. red IPAs that doesn't necessarily have to be, like, bright red, like you would expect. Yeah. I think we'll see that on uh, several of the yeah. the examples that we have today. They're not necessarily bright red, but uh, it has, has a decent multi, uh, multi backbone to the aroma, for sure, and in the flavor. Get some uh, caramel notes, a little bit of light toast, but uh, the hops definitely shine through in this also. Yeah. Uh, as a hoppy red. That's pretty good. Uh, specialty IPAs, category 21B. Overall impression is hoppy, bitter, and moderately strong like an American IPA, but with some caramel, toffee, and or dark fruit malt character. Retaining the dryish finish... Dryish finish. Wow, what dryish, a... dryish. Yeah. So is it? It's not gonna be a finish. Finish. It's not a finish. It's a dryish finish. Dryish finish and <laughs> and lean body that makes IPAs so drinkable. A red IPA is a little more flavorful and malty than an American IPA without being sweet or heavy. Yeah, especially this one. It's not. It's not overly sweet. There's a strong malt character, um, but definitely, definitely the hops shine through. I, I don't get a whole lot of malt character, actually, in this one. I get a lot more hops than anything. Well, the hops are showcased, but it's definitely balanced balanced out with some malty sweetness. We've got a good uh, malty backbone, if you will. Yeah, think See, about those, like, caramel toffee mm-hmm. um, But yeah, when you, for me, when you say malty <clears throat> backbone, get ready for this, I think of Hackershore. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? So check it out! <laughs> yep. Check out some Hackershore. Not surprised. <laughs> I think I told someone that last night. I was like, I compare everything to Hackershore. Yeah. I feel was like the. Uh, I think it was the. Who was the guy that had the Martin? What, what, what company? Was, was that Bitter, Bitter Bitter Sisters? I think that was Bitter Sisters. I don't remember. He just kind of looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so some of the things we're looking for in the aroma is going to be a moderate to strong fresh hop aroma featuring one or more characteristics of American or New World hops, 
such as citrus, floral, pine, resinous, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon, etc. Pum. A lot of times it's dry hopped, so you're going to get some additional fresh hop aroma from that. But grassiness should be uh, minimal, if present at all. A medium-low to medium-malty sweet aroma mixes in well with the hop selection also, and often features caramel, toffee, toasty, and or dark fruit character. Uh, so those are definitely some things that we need to look for is the hop flavor. Dark fruit. But, yeah, I guess. I guess. Interesting. Uh, and then we did talk about appearance a little bit on uh, Off With Your Red, but uh, color ranges from light reddish amber to dark reddish copper. Uh, so... I mean, they're not going to be just bright, brilliantly red, but yeah. you'll get some hints of it. It should be clear, although unfiltered dry hop versions may be a bit hazy. Uh, that's going to be fine. And then flavor certainly matches the aroma. You're looking for those uh, hop flavors, medium to very high, and they reflect those American New World hop characters. And then the malt flavor is going to be you know, the medium uh, caramel, toffee, toasty, and uh, dark fruit malt flavors as well. So uh, this is... This is actually one of my one of my favorite styles, I think. I'm starting to yeah. really like this. Um, <clears throat> Off with your red is one of my one of my top rabbit hole beers. Mm-hmm. I would have to say that ten and six is my favorite. Yeah. Yep. But anyway. No, it's a good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's kinda interesting. Uh, my my favorite style is the Imperial Red. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think, I, you know, we have we have one of those that we can drink as a style comparison. But um, this style hides alcohol very well. Yes, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why I like the Imperial Red so much. Is you know you can have a lot of alcohol in there, and you can't really taste it because the the malty backbone and the hops just kind of cover it all up. It's real dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's dangerous. So. Um, there's not probably a whole lot of history for this style specifically. It's actually, you know, as Travis mentioned before, it's a pretty recent addition to the BJCP. Um, <laughs> their history in the in the style guidelines just says, a modern American craft beer style based on American IPA, but with the malt flavors and American amber ale. <laughs> so there you go. Yay. Not a whole lot of history there. Uh, new style. Um, American. Yeah, I mean, IPA style in general, you know, we've talked about several times, goes back to the India trade routes. That's why it's called an India Pale Ale. Um, We've mentioned that several times, so no need to go into it again. Definitely check out the IPA episode if you want some more in-depth history on that. Word. Yep. All right. We ready to drink some more beer? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. We're going to start with a, a new brewery to our podcast, so welcome in Ninkasi Brewing Company out of Eugene, Oregon. It is the Dawn of the Red, India-style red ale. This is 7.0% ABV. On the back it says uh, an, an IRA 
bursting with tropical notes, this beer finishes juicy with a subtle malty backbone. After one taste, it'll leave you wanting more. It doesn't take brains to know this IRA is a delicious choice any time of the year. Definitely a hazy appearance. Kind of a yeah. copper. I didn't look red at all to me. It's like a, no. a brown or yellow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of brownish gold. It's a really light <laughs> color. So I wonder if... Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's got some little bit of froth, white head on the top. Aroma, fairly fruity. It's a tropical fruit, possibly. Also, still fairly malty. Yeah. So I just looked at my untapped, and I checked into this January 7th, 2016. And I commented, red, question mark, what, question mark. And then, apparently, I just noticed this, Ninkasi Brewing toasted my check-in and then commented. Oh, interesting. What'd they say? They said, a red IPA, exclamation point. We think it's a delicious style. Hmm. Then they completely missed my comment because it's not red. That was my comment. Yeah, this <laughs> is really sweet. Like, almost no hops. I'm getting lots of raisin notes, so that's where the dark fruit comes in. Yeah. Both in the aroma and the flavor. Yeah, I'm getting some hot bitterness, and it's a relatively dry finish, but it's not like... I don't know. It is kind of sweet. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. My last check-in, I gave it a three. I think I might actually go down from that. Yeah. Um... I don't know that I would go down. I think this is still a good beer. It just doesn't fit the style completely. Um, hmm. I don't really like it. I could use just more hot presence, I guess. This might be an old bottle because it kind of seems like maybe it's dropped off. But uh, Did you get it at Total Wine? Um, I think I got this at Specs, actually. I'm trying to see if there's a date somewhere. I don't not see anything I, stamped on there. Tell. Yeah, it's like really raisiny. Really getting the yeah. dark fruit come through big time. Mm. I like it. A lot. Hmm. It's not my favorite. I like this beer. <laughs> <laughs> Where are these guys out of? Eugene? Eugene, Oregon, yeah. I shipped a tuba there once. <laughs> to Eugene, Oregon? Yes. Didn't you put it on a Greyhound bus or something? Mm-hmm. It had to go through L.A. Yeah. I put, like, 30 fragile <laughs> stickers on that thing, too. It was very bright. My palatability rating. It's probably going to be, like, a four for me. Yeah. Kind of a low palatability. Yeah. The intensity of the dark fruit notes and the, the bitterness is there. Wouldn't make it as easy to pound. I think I'd agree with that. Four. Six. Whoa! This is easy to drink. It's too sweet. But see, that's that's the kind of beer that I like. I'm not a huge... Like, my go-to is not an IPA of any kind. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a sweeter beer. A sweeter and maybe even lighter beer. So, for me, this... Like Coors Light? Well, Coors is not sweet. (laughs) 
but uh, you know, in in terms of Hackershore or or something like that, uh. or maybe a, a fest <laughs> or a fest beer, you know, this this fits what I like. So yeah, this is easy for me to drink. All right. Even if it is not the right style for a uh, red IPA. Yeah. I think it still fits in the guidelines. It's just a little... A little, a little different. Too much. I don't know. Too much for me anyway. So. All right. Well, next up, we have... Another new brewery. Yes. Welcome into the podcast. Wild Acre Brewing. This is uh, their Tarantula Hawk. <laughs> Hop Sting is what this says on the can. Red Wing. <clears throat> Government warning. Nothing else on the can. Nothing about the beer. Um, I don't see an ABV. Oh, when I checked it on tap, it was like 6.5. Okay. But uh, they're based out of Fort Worth, Texas. And I've been to the brewery a couple times. It's a really massive place. Yeah. In the old ranch style bean plant, so it's just a it's a huge building moving in. They definitely went big. Yeah, all like real shiny equipment, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really nice place. I think we went for it was it their opening weekend or something. Yeah, it was their grand opening. Yeah, that was the first time. Actually, only time I've been there, but um, it was a nice place. Apparently, I've had this before. I've had this at Pour and Glory on June seventeenth of twenty sixteen. <laughs> Yeah. I gave it a two. Uh oh. <clears throat> I gave it like a three seven five, I think. Uh we got a buddy of ours who works over there. Did you? I gave it a four. <laughs> yeah, he's a, a club member. Or was a club member or still is. Um what's his name? Jared? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and um actually Chrissy's one of Chrissy's best friends from high school, I guess. Her husband does their marketing or something. He works over there too. Hmm. So anyway, hmm. all right, yeah. well, let's drink. This one is brilliantly clear. Yes. Um, kind of a, a light brown, orangish. I guess you could call that red. Yeah, like a orangish, reddish orange. Red Definitely. orange. <laughs> Lots of frog. <laughs> A little more hoppy aroma compared to the Ninkasi. Uh, the one I had last night, I had this on tap at the Big Thirsty Bar, and it was super dank, just like piney, really? resiny, rich, juicy. Uh, this one isn't nearly like that. You still got some of those notes. I wonder if those are really fresh keg then. Had to have been, because it was just like bowl me over. Punch you in the face. Aroma. I loved it. Would you call it a hop sting? Yeah, one last hop night. Sting. Yeah, this one has you know you do get some of the some of the dark fruit notes. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of like caramely sweetness in the aroma with some some piney resiny hop notes. Mm-hmm. Same thing in the flavor. Pretty sweet. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. I do. I think the the Ninkasi was a lot sweeter. Well, yeah, I agree, but I'm just saying that's pretty sweet yeah. still. Yeah, some caramel notes, a little bit of toast, toasted malt. <coughs> um, 
Hot bitterness is there, but it's not overly so. Yeah, it's not a punch in the face. It's not stinging me. <laughs> Flavorful, though. I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That was, yeah, the one that I had last night on tap had to have been just super, super fresh. Mm. Because it... Uh, the one I'm drinking right now isn't uh, what I had last night. Was it like freaky deaky fresh? It was pretty <laughs> crazy. Crazy crazy. French. Jeez. Don't ray me fossil. I wasn't even trying to do that. It just kind of happened. <laughs> I think samples kind of lost it today. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, pound the build. Pound the build. Six yeah. for me on this one. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna do a five so we can avoid the six six six. How'd you know I was gonna say a six? No, I had a good. I had a hunch. Pretty you're good. you're nodding your head, like you were gonna say six. Actually, yeah. I wouldn't. I didn't. I wasn't even looking at it when I said that. I was looking at the TV over there. <laughs> so it's gonna be Travis. Yep, I'll go with the six <laughs> as well. All right, it's a good thing I avoided that. Yeah, uh, Wilder has a few other things that they offer too. The uh, they had a Doppelbach on the last time I was there for Billy's birthday beer. That was amazing. Billy's okay. Chili's? No. <laughs> oh. But uh, I think they just have like four year-rounders. I think I remember their wit being pretty good, too. Or Hefeweizen. Something wheat. Yeah, they got a wheat. Midnight. Moonlight. Shine. Something. <laughs> or another. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with it. But, uh, I know Chrissy liked it because she went with us that uh, grand opening mm-hmm. thing. She liked that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then they had like a brown, uh, sweet stout. Yep. So. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Wild Acre. Yep. <laughs> Man. All right. What's next? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, this next one is brought to you by Stone. Uh, this is the Potascala Red IPA. Hold. <laughs> <laughs> It is 7.3% ABV, uh, and there's quite a... ABB? Yes, ABB. There's alcohol volume by. Uh, There's quite a bit of stuff on the bottle here, so I'll read through it a little bit here. Uh, It says, a massively dry-hopped crimson IPA. I thought this was supposed to be red. Savor the moment as the raging hop character engages the Imperial... All right. While those in the know favor the third... Pro- oh, let me start from the very beginning. I think that might help. Potascala. Po- I'm sorry, Potascala. Potascala. We did not check the explicit box. Potascala. While those in the know favor the third pronunciation, no matter how you say it, this is a unique red IPA. The beer was first brewed in September of 2015 to support... Uh, to support music and arts education programs in Potascala, Ohio, where Stone co-founder Greg... (laughs) 
I'm going to go ahead and just say Koch. Greg Koch grew up. We did not check the explicit box. Yeah, well, it's a good thing I didn't say it the other way. I think it's pronounced Cook. Is it? I think so. Okay, there's many different pronunciations. Because it's K-O-C-H, is that how yeah, it's spelled? Yeah, but we know someone that has that Yeah, I work with so many last names spelled the way it says Koch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's better, the the person she married's last name is Butts. So. <laughs> she could have hyphenated. Butt beer. All right. <laughs> Going Going on. On. Got that butt crotch. <laughs> Cotch butts. <laughs> Balls. Balls. <laughs> People there loved it, so we added the beer to our seasonal lineup. And the pot of scala name stuck. The crimson hue is courtesy of a special German malt variety by Best Malls. Yes, Best Malls, not Malls. Malls, M-A-L-Z, and it's called Red X. Appearances, however, only tell so much. Heavily dry hopped with mosaic, cascade, and amarillo hops, the beer is incredibly citrus forward. Rounded out with notes of biscuit and toffee from the malt bill. <clears throat> the result is evocative of red IPAs, yet different. I'm erect now. And as luck, <laughs> or perhaps skill is more the appropriate word, to give our brewing team their due He's would have evocative. It. It's quite wonderful. <clears throat> we think you'll find this unusual red IPA to be quite deliciously satisfying, no matter how you choose to pronounce it. So, there you go. I had this at uh, World of Beer last year, according to my untapped. Hmm. Apparently, I liked it. I don't think I have. Period. Wait, you're saying you liked this beer, even though it's got a lot of mosaic hops in it? It also has Amarillo. and But it has mosaic. <clears throat> so? You hate mosaic. Well, yes, but there's other things in there, too. I'm actually, I might be coming around on the mosaic train. Because oh. uh, when I was working on the property last week with my dad, he really likes the community mosaic IPA. Yeah. So he would bring a lot of that, and that's what we were drinking. <clears throat> nice. So eh, I'm coming around. It's still not my favorite. It's still dank and tastes like uh, sweat and body odor, but whatever. Yeah, it sounds like chlamydia. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, well apparently I've had this one as well. Uh, I'm trying. To, oh yeah, I, I I had it at World of Beer with you. Okay, August twenty seventh. Sure. Twenty sixteen. I don't remember. Brought to you from Arlington, Texas. <laughs> yeah. This one's very clear. Brilliant. Yeah, I can read through it. That's does really clear. have a reddish yes. orange hue. I think this is probably the reddest one that we've drank mm. so far. In the clearest. <clears throat> yeah. I wonder if they filter. I give this a 3.75. They probably use microns and not millimeters or inches or whatever. Very frothy beige head. Yep. <laughs> head. Actually, the the hop aroma is pretty subdued on this one. I'm not getting a whole lot aroma-wise. Um, Bottled on February 9th of this year. Enjoyed by May 10th of this year. Okay. So, decently Fresh, maybe month, almost two months. On. I'd like to announce that I'm starting to catch up with Eddie on on numbers here. 
Were you checking in stuff last night? Oh, like crazy. Um, and Fratto and Ashley both started toasting a lot of my stuff from last night. Yeah, they toasted some of mine, too. Yeah. Uh, so Eddie's at 862 check-ins. I'm at 732. So I kind of closed the gap up a little bit last night. Is that unique or just total check-ins? That's total. Unique. Oh. Unique New York. Uh, <laughs> I have 479. He's got like 600-something. Yeah. So. I got like 1,200 unique. I'm sure Travis has more than that. Got a little bit of uh, warmth on this one. Really? After you finish, yeah. 7.3% is the highest one we've had today. It's also not super cold. It True. wasn't in, It wasn't in that fridge for very long. Um, <clears throat> so that might be part of it. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. It's good, though. I like it. Decently good. Hot flavor. The... Uh, Dark fruits that we found in the others are absent in this one. I'm not really finding any raisin notes or plum or yeah anything like that. It's not overly sweet, but there's some some of that malty, you know, toffee uh, toasted mm-hmm. thing going on. Some caramel notes, caramel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bottle says uh, they dry hopped it, but. <laughs> By really? the appearance, <laughs> filtered filtered all that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're leaning over, and your eyes got. <laughs> anyway. I felt like it was going to be explosive. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, it was. Boom. I had to shut. I had to show it out. Jeez. Building writing. Six. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of just floating right around in the middle again. Uh, really good flavor, but it's not it's got the hoppy bitterness. Yeah. Not really poundable. I go with a five on this one. All right. Cool. Pretty good. Awesome. Well, we have uh, one more to drink as a style comparison. So let's uh, let's whip that one out.